Welcome everyone to Storytelling Podcast Week and our second session of the day, Women at the Helm, female-driven sci-fi with Devin Shepard from Cryptids, Octavia Bray from Life with Leo, and Mochi Dapul and Rich Jelly from High Nine. For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, Storytelling Podcast Week is a week of live stream sessions like this one with narrative nonfiction, podcasters, audio drama, and fiction podcasters from across our world and our imaginations. If you have a chance, check out the recorded episode showcase featuring some exclusive and favorite episodes on the Storytelling Podcast Week channel from many of the podcasters participating. You can also replay many of the live streams from the week on the Storytelling Podcast Week channel. So make sure to download the Podbean app and follow the Storytelling Podcast Week channel to receive notifications in real time about all of the live streams and specially released episodes of the week. Storytelling Podcast Week is brought to you by Podbean. We're a podcast hosting and monetizing platform and home to over 500,000 podcasts. And as you're joining us for this session, you can see we also offer the ability to live stream directly from the app to your audience with Podbean Live, where podcasts come to life. For everyone listening, you can also start your own live stream for free on Podbean. And to get your first 30 days of hosting for free, use the code STORY. And now we'll hand it off to Devin Shepard from Cryptids and Wild Obscura. Welcome. Thank you so much, Norma Jean. I'm so excited to be here today and talking with you folks about women-helmed sci-fi or female-helmed sci-fi. Um, thank you so much, Norma Jean and all of Podbean for inviting us to talk today. I'm Devin Shepard. I'm the producer and director of the sci-fi horror show Cryptids, as well as the co-host of the horror podcast Cadaver Dogs. And um, I'm going to call um, my fellow panelists out one by one, and I'd love for you guys or for you folks to introduce yourself, uh, your show, and what else you you work on in the pod space. Um, Octavia, why don't we start with you? Sure. Hi, um, I'm Octavia. I'm the creator and writer and voice of Janine for what I call a sci-fi-ish romantic comedy. It's called Life with Leo. Um, as for what I what else I do in the pod space, I really only do this. I was introduced to podcasts. Um, to working on podcasts through Lauren Schiffen. I wrote on the spinoff for her popular podcast, The Bright Sessions. I wrote on the AM archives. Um, but prior to that, I had just been a really strong fan. I always say the biggest scam I ever pulled was being allowed to participate in being part of podcasts since I've loved them for so long. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Reg, why don't we move on to you? Hi, everyone. So I'm Reg Helly. I'm from the High Night Podcast. I'm its co-creator and co-producer, along with Matsi Dapple here. And in terms of podcasts, this is our very first one. Hopefully, we can branch out to more. But right now, we're excited to, pre to present our little old podcast here with you guys. Yeah. Matsi, anything to add? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, kind of the same with Octavia. We have somehow um, <laughs> wormed our way into the podcast phase. Um, even though this is our first podcast, we have a lot of like mm -hmm. big inspirations. But this was mostly a project in which I told Reg my idea, like, like over call, because Reg is actually in the Philippines right now. It is uh, 4 a.m. for her. 4 a.m. <laughs> mm -hmm. Good morning. And... Incredible. And we, we've been friends for over a decade. We So I would just like, I was throwing ideas at her because we'd both gotten into a couple of really cool podcasts and we were like, why don't we do this 
because um, I was dealing with unemployment at the time. <laughs> and we, we were like, we just wanted to do a fun project together. And it kind of blew up a little bit. And yeah, we it's a little amazed. bonkers. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's amazing um, that we were able to do this, but you know we aren't like professionals in the podcast space. But we work hard. We try to give our best, you know, our best stuff. Our be- we put our best foot forward, and hopefully, people like it, which they seem to. Yay! Yeah, it's a really amazing show. Um, I was so happy to to listen to it. Thanks to the Podbean folks for passing oh, it on. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so um, much. I, I forgot to say, I forgot to answer your other question. I'm so sorry. Um, we, we did say that this is our only podcast, but uh, other than that, I'm also a freelance writer um, and uh, an animator as my day job. So a lot of other creative stuff. We also do comics and stuff like that. So we kind of like, uh, or me and a bunch of other amazing creators like to branch out into other creative fields, essentially. Yeah, on my end, creatively, this is all I do. Um, but really, my day job, quote unquote, is a medical student. But I mm-hmm. like to think I bring my time management skills to my co-producer role into this <laughs> podcast. Co-producer, co-creator, co-creator, actor, marketer, yeah. <laughs> pretty much Absolutely. the manager, the the person in charge of wrangling Motsi and. Telling you not to do something that's very (laughs) ill-advised. I love that there's everyone here kind of wears multiple hats in the podcast space, um, especially in fiction audio. I I think that's such a common thread. Um, You got a little bit into it about how you started your show, but I'm curious um, why you chose audio in the first place as a medium to work in. um, Since you all said that you work in multiple different uh, mediums, why audio? Why this space? Um, I guess I can, or who can answer this? Oh, yes, go for it. Jump in. Oh, perfect. Um, uh, it's because as an animator, especially, so this is the interesting thing about working in a visual medium. It's that, um, uh, uh, for a lot for a lot of animators, we like to listen to things. So sometimes for some animators, it's D and D live sessions, and some animators, for many animators, it's podcasts. And um, ironically, even though I work mostly in animation, um, everyone in the animation space is actually like a big fan of some sort of audio, uh, some some form of audio like media. Um, lots of podcasts, lots of um, whether it's narrative or um, non-narrative, um, a, a lot of audio media is consumed by visual artists, um, which is an interesting like dynamic between the two and visual artists like to create visual media for the audio media. And so that's kind of what happened with me as an animator. I listened to a couple of really amazing podcasts and I, as a writer, I wanted to kind of for like get into that in the same way that I have gotten into other creative media and like do my best. I, I am not an expert at it, but um, we both me and Reg did our best to respect the media and create something uh, that we thought would be awesome. So yeah, like that's kind of um, the reason that we got into the audio space. I love that. That's such an interesting way to look at animation as kind of a visualization or working for audio. And 
um, that's so cool that you were able to expand your skills into into a new world. And um, kudos for for taking it on, uh, you know, from an independent standpoint. That's really awesome. Um, I think we lost Reg. Um, so while they're trying to figure out how to get back into the call, I want to pass it on to Octavia. Um, sure. You're you're a writer primarily, and you write for TV as well as I'm sure. A bunch of other mediums. So why uh, did you choose audio as a way to tell this story? Well, like I mentioned before, I have been in love with podcasts for a really long time. And that love was born out of a love for radio. And when I try to like sit with like, what made me interested, what made me passionate about this space, I think it really came from just being like read stories as a kid, both, um, literally with like my grandmother at my bedside, but also through the phone. I am the child of divorce. And one of, you know, the benefits of that is a lot of phone calls and being, mm. uh, having radio shows recounted to me over the phone by my dad. So I was interested in like old time radio before, you know, I grew up and became aware of podcasts and started listening to them. So um, to decide to do something in audio was really more just like, oh, it would be really great if, you know, once again, so great to be on the line with so many fellow con artists, uh, but it'd be great <laughs> if I could like sneak my way on into um, participating in something that I already love. And like you said, I write for television um, and television is secretly just, a, it's a big group project and not that podcasts are not group projects. They are of course, but um, I feel like I had these relationships and opportunities that let this group project move much more quickly than my experience in working for television. And I think that, you know, also with my TV writing work a lot of the time, I am beholden to other people and working my way up from the bottom of a different ladder, or, you know, I exist in a lower spot in a hierarchy. And so that again, sort of relates to time and and how easy it will be to accomplish a creative vision because I'm mostly executing other people's visions and so choosing to do Life with Leo as a podcast was also an opportunity for me to tell a story the way that I wanted to tell it to focus on things that were important to me um, and to accomplish that in a way that felt ultimately much faster than the TV development space. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think I can relate to so much of that. I'm sure everyone else here can as well is that the audio space is really such a creator's medium and we are allowed to retain a little bit more control and don't have to um, bow to the whims of so many higher ups. Uh, I'm sure like in TV, the, the network executives, et cetera. Um, I also found it um, relatable as like a woman working in a creative space. You know, there's so much pushback um, constantly, I think at every single stage. And that's why I like being on the call with people like you folks um, to talk about that a little bit. I mean, through the process of creation and it can be um, this show or any of your projects, um, can you talk a little bit about some of that pushback or some obstacles that you saw um, getting your shows out there or your work out there and how you overcame those obstacles? Mm. I totally agree with Octavia first. Um, yeah. And like, and Devin as well, you mentioned, we all relate to that. Um, not being, uh, not being, you know, 
up there, like not having your stories heard unless you champion them yourself. And podcasting is definitely like that kind of place where indie creators can really like let their voices out. And I really appreciate that everyone here gets that. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's been, yeah, um, I guess in terms of pushback, um, I'm not officially a TV writer, but I do, I have like, you know, submitted scripts. I have like contacts in that space, like kind of as a, at, in term, in like um, a parallel to my animation work. And um, for sure, I have submitted scripts. I have submitted, you know, um, submitted stories that I never know if they're rejected or simply not even looked at. Um, So a lot of my energy goes into things that I can personally, like, get out there. And it's amazing in the internet age that we can get our stories to people who like them. And even even without the um, support of a large company who may want to shave off the things that matter to you from your story, you can actually make something amazing. And I think that now more than ever, we have that, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to add like, it's like podcasts have been my new favorite medium because again, like it's so amazing to see like, people pushing the boundaries of their creativity just because there's basically no limits imposed by networks and big producers and all that. But I think like the other side of that, that coin is that opens up to that gives space to like thousands or even millions of other podcasts out there. So I'd say like the bigger challenge really is to how do you carve a space out for yourself? Like how do you, stand out amongst this sea of other podcasts um, or even just this sea of other big horror or science fiction podcasts. So the the pushback may not be necessarily from networks or producers, but there's still like new challenges to be had with this really, really good medium. Yeah, and for me... Oh, I'm sorry, Devin, did you want to... Oh. No, please go, Katie. <laughs> um, for me, I, in like my non-podcast experience, yes, there's been pushback from say like, mm, like a network, right? Where it's like, we don't want this in this episode. Uh, but there's a difference and I'm recounting advice that I got from, from friends when I was like, what should I do? Um, so this is not an Octavia original, but there is a difference between, you know, accomplishing somebody else's creative vision and helming your own and so there are times where I think like all right if you don't want it you you won't have it you know like you are the network the studio and this is not my baby I am just a person you hired to do this job um but when it comes to you know like I'm doing a lot of development right now and so these are projects where it's like you want me to creatively helm a thing and maintain a sort of creative interest and a creative integrity throughout the process. So there are some things that I simply will have to push back on because otherwise, you know, we're going to lose the the kernel of truth or the core of this project that's going to keep it alive moving forward. And, you know, to give an example, right now I'm developing with another um, Black woman 
who's slightly older and there is I think a generational difference in terms of how you know she's built her career and what she needed to like do to get projects off the ground or to move forward versus what you know I've sort of come up through and what I am and am not willing to compromise on and you know even today there was a, a moment oh I just side note I simply don't uh stay like secretive so I, I can answer anything um but you know even today this was like should we change this and the implication of like changing a particular line in a personal introduction section was because we don't want white people to feel like they're being called out like too much and I was like they can handle it it'll be okay like the point it's of this fine. project right it's fine they've got years and years and years of just moving through the world i think they can handle if one black girl from illinois says one sentence about how walking into a room of mostly white people with a black hairdo makes her feel unstoppable they'll be okay um and so you know in that case i think sometimes pushback can come from um not just people who might not understand a project, but from people who understand and still are working with their own set of, um, you know, sort of like residual worries, um, their own backstory history and how it's affected them in their careers and moving up. Um, and then to your point, uh, Reg, I think what, you know, you were saying about now there are so many podcasts and like there might not be pushback in terms of you can't make that podcast, but like how do you stand out in terms of podcasts, I feel like, you know, we're all doing it, right? Like, not that we are the most famous podcasters to ever live, but another thing that I was once told that I have carried with me ever since is don't try to hit the target, just be the target, and the right things will come to you. And I feel like, yeah, you know, all of our podcasts are specific and might not work on television, right? Like, they, they might work their best in the medium we chose to tell them in um you know i can really speak most for for mine life with leo sometimes i would tell people like okay so it's a sci-fi romantic comedy about an emotionally repressed lawyer and the android who loves her and people were like uh-huh okay good luck <laughs> you know i don't really understand <laughs> and then they you know they hear it as a podcast and they're like oh i get it now and the people who are meant to listen to the podcast find the podcast you know um, so that's the way I think about it. I love and we that. also yeah, have absolutely. some amazing podcasts right here because I cannot wait to listen to a podcast about an Android lover. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. That's <laughs> in my wheelhouse. <laughs> um, just as a random yeah. um, anecdote, um, at one point, Reg was telling me, because um, a lot of my other media, especially comics, cover this. Mm. Reg was like, what? Like, in Hainai, will we ever have a uh, a monster boyfriend? And I'm like, hmm, I'll try. <laughs> I'll do my best, even though even if it doesn't match the um story, it is certainly something that I would love to uh, have in the podcast. And it's yeah. it feels like the space is growing, but I don't know if that would go into a TV or movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was like, this is very no, uncharacteristic of you that there's no monster boyfriend yet at this point. <laughs> I was so shocked. I was like, oh my god, you're right. 
Uh, so Masi, you said the space is growing and I totally agree. I mean, I read somewhere that fiction podcasting went up like 300% in the past year, which is crazy. Um, what are some things that you are all excited about where it's heading? Um, what are some changes that you're seeing that excites you? Ooh, um, I think it's a mix of like time and like, every, you know, obviously not everyone in the pandemic can say like, oh, I had more time to do things because that's not necessarily true. But I do think that a lot of people, especially those who are at home, who had to stay home and like, um, who definitely found comfort in podcasts and were inspired to make their own podcasts. I think that's part of it. And also, um, I do want to name a podcast. I don't know if it's like taboo to name a specific podcast outside of this talk, but um, especially everyone. for my, <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's uh, the Magnus Archives was a huge one like um, mm. this year. And I think, yeah, like the inspirations, I'm so excited. I, I'm so excited especially so me and reg as filipinos um we we don't know as much as we'd like about the filipino podcast space but it does feel as though a large portion of our audience is very excited and very filipino and we try to we do our best to represent that um as filipinos and i've had a couple of other um filipino fiction podcasts reach out to us um wow. and we kind of we kind of hype each other up because one of the main things that I wanted to bring to Hainai was a Filipino perspective, was like that cultural um, like background. And um, it was just something that I thought would be fun, but also something important um, for expressing a story from a Filipino perspective. But also we have a... Um, uh, majority BIPOC cast, we have a majority queer cast, and uh, these are things that we wanted to put forward in our story. And I'm seeing more and more of that, like, everywhere. And it's so exciting to see other Filipino podcasts be like, oh, we want to be, we want to do our own thing, but we also were inspired um, by people listening to Hainai, and I'm, we were amazed by that. So it's just really cool to see more and more people speaking the language you know that we ourselves speak not necessarily tagalog but like the like being able to tell a story from a cultural perspective i think that's just really cool yeah yeah and like even just the medium itself like like i am really excited to see like how this medium gets pushed because one of the other good things about um podcasting is also and audio dramas in general is just like they're their accessibility mm -hmm. and it provides like a nice like a nice different space to be able like a different kind of experience in terms of putting yourself in the character's shoes like there's way more um freedom not just for the creators but for the listeners as well to be able to do that and i'm just excited to see like how this medium involves evolves in in with that like with in like with in that regard, like I can't wait for this medium to start getting weird, like the way some <laughs> movies and TV shows have start have gotten weird as well. Just because, like, you know, when you've gotten through, when you've done everything, the only like the like the only way forward is to push more boundaries. So that's very exciting. I want to see like how that goes. Yeah. I mean, I have so many thoughts on what you said. 
first I was like, girl, I think weird is here. I said, girl, I don't know if that's um, appropriate. That's, that's correct. I, yeah. <laughs> Y'all, yes. I think weird girl. is here. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like even weirder though. Imagine, <laughs> <laughs> imagine. Like, let's bring out the tentacles. But I also, like, <laughs> I, I love to shout out other pods as well. Um, so you know, one of them in Strange Woods, uh, another atypical artist. You know, product shizzle. This documentary, true crime musical. You know, fictional oh. musical. It's great it's beautiful i will tell you that i took a screenshot of a review that just tickled me absolutely a one-star review because somebody was like wait is this a real crime and you guys are just singing songs about it i just (laughs) it's a real testament to the fidelity of the show that somebody is out here perplexed that somebody made a musical documentary about something they think to have actually happened um but yeah, I think what you said about accessibility as well is um, just so so true and so accurate that there are so many other ways for the audience to find themselves in characters when you sort of divorce those characters from a physical presentation. I mean, you know, yes, of course, you're you're maybe describing them in certain ways. People can get a rough idea of what a creator thought of when they were making, you know, a person, but there was a, a moment where I did like an Instagram takeover for atypical artists for the podcast and did these little um, Instagram slides about like, how do you know if you're this character? And even in that, I think it was really um, illustrative of the fact that the characters become so much more about their intangibles when they're in um, this podcast form. And I think there were people, you know, of all different presentations and lifestyles who were like, oh my gosh, I'm a total Janine. <laughs> you know, I'm such an Ellie. How did you know? Um, and I was like, oh, that's um, that's quite beautiful. Uh, as for, you know, things that I've seen or that I'm excited about, um, I feel like I, I consume so much um, audio, but my like first loves my fiercest loyalties are to podcasts in like the indie space like congrats to audible or whatever but i just want to know what my friends on twitter made in their closets you know um so i like to be around in there and i like to both like find those new things to be excited about but also like tell my friends i'm like like i evangelize about wooden overcoats and victoriosity like they gave birth to me um (laughs) And it's been really beautiful to like see my friends like catch that that vibe, catch the excitement, and like report back to me like, oh, listen to these podcasts you recommended, or oh, guess what I started doing, outlining a podcast that I want to write. Where it's a a medium that I think people can sort of like we talked about in the beginning uh, get into in a lower you know at a lower barrier to entry uh, than they would other forms of of media that are now more gate kept. Right. Uh, so that's what, it, that's what excites me. Get in there. You weirdos. Yeah. Get in there. You weirdos. <laughs> We're all having fun. Weirdos unite. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I, I want to say that I, I, ha- I, for, I, for some reason I forgot this, but I suddenly remembered it. Um, podcast was how me and Reg, cause we are 
best friends um and we have been for a long time ew (laughs) but um it's been but i've been away in i I live in canada right now so i've been away for three years now and to keep in touch we found like different ways kind of just call each other constantly and one of the things we did was listen to podcasts together over the uh share audio um method feature on zoom (laughs) exactly and yeah like I the podcast space gives you so much awesome stuff and it's also a nice almost intimate way to kind of mm. share a story with other people and I think that's just like just as fantastic I think um and what you said Octavia about um about uh I I believe it was you who said it I, I it was a little while back it was um uh, about how people look and how to describe them Mm -hmm. um i have i have described some characters in my podcast but um i try not to draw them because i love people's interpretations like everyone has different Mm -hmm. interpretations of who they're hearing like i see people tell us like this is how i imagine this character who is my favorite or this character who is my favorite and i'm like i could never have thought of that myself and that's so valuable to me but at the same time, I also want—I also make it very clear from the beginning that we want to ensure that there is representation. So mm-hmm. we clarify, like, oh, this person is of Filipino heritage, or this person is of um, of uh, African Mauritian or something. Yes, mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. a we have somebody. One of our actors is Mauritian, and he wanted to have a Mauritian character, and I yeah. I really like love that idea. And so we have that. We have. Um, we try to make sure that there's representation there, but we also try to make sure that uh, people who listen to it and connect to it have their own idea of these characters. And we value um, listeners' um, interpretations. And I've, I've drawn these characters that I created so many times and I've hidden them away so nobody can see those drawings because <laughs> I don't want to wanna, like, force people into the idea that I have because everyone brings something to the table when they're listening to other podcasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that. And I, it, I always said that too, like podcasting really allows you everything you were saying, accessibility, representation, and it allows you to expand your imagination and connect with the listener in a different way. And I think building on top of that, outside of just audio, I feel like sci-fi is the perfect place to be doing that. You know, so much of sci-fi is set in these alternative worlds or in the future where it kind of can be whatever we want it to be. Um, And that at least is why I'm attracted to sci-fi, but I'm curious um, why you chose sci-fi as your genre. Um, would that be Octavia or us? <laughs> oh, yeah. Whatever uh, you guys... Oh, I can go. <laughs> Octavia, why don't you go for it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for for Life with Leo, I... The way that the story came about, came about as all of my projects do. Me and my feelings, staring at the ceiling, um, and just thinking about, like, why do I respond this way or feel this way or whatever and so um the insecurity you know that life with leo was born out of is like will anyone ever love me and if someone does love me there must be a catch and so there's sort of like building the story from that place and um i've articulated this a couple times but to me i feel like going in the direction of making a leo character 
an android making the show a sci-fi show was necessary um, because I wanted to essentially tell a story about like if someone loves you but they can't choose you um, you know if the catch is that they can't choose you then you're making a story about consent um, and that to me was more interesting than a story about oh no um, the person that I could love is a robot because I think the undercurrents of that then just become like the, the real concern isn't so much oh this is an android it's oh biologically speaking there are going to be differences here and I was like I don't need to contribute to any gross discourse about um, you know biology and you know in order to things like I wanted the story to be primarily about consent and about the intangibles of like if I'm not permitted to to love someone and that seems to be my primary function then like where do I go from here I wanted the story to be about you know the ways that uh, you know we build up walls and keep ourselves from accepting love and affection or you know the ways that we convince ourselves that we don't deserve love and affection and it's a comedy so you know it's it's <laughs> funny about all these things but i i chose sci-fi because i think it gives just enough like distance to allow that uh humor to exist and also um you know like i said so that the important parts of the story are not about wow my the this person that i'm drawn to is not um as one character describes him, a man in the traditional sense, like I, that does not need to be a focus. Um, so for me, uh, the sci-fi element just gave me a clearer road to um, talk about consent more loudly and uh, directly than I feel like the sort of, um, you know, like an AI is in love with me, you know, type stories can go. <laughs> and uh, also to very loudly not talk about certain things mm -hmm. if that makes sense that that's amazing because and the reason you pass it on to you is because me and reg had a discussion about this um mm. our podcast is more fantasy than it is sci-fi and that's mm -hmm. actually uh, I, we love we love sci-fi reg more than me but i i kind of like <laughs> i'm more of i'm more into fantasy but because like but i do love um sci-fi and fantasy because they kind of have the same function in terms of a mm -hmm. narrative mm -hmm. which is that you, you distance yourself from something only to circle back and talk about something that might be a little too close to home and right. you give that comfortable distance so that people can look at it without feeling like you know feeling uncomfortable feeling um, too close to it and that's kind of what we do with Hainai as well because in Hainai it's about this uh, this this um, essentially magical person um, who is married to in the main character um, helping solve supernatural mysteries but from a meta perspective um, Hainai each episode of Hainai I try to bring in a certain issue or um, experience that is uniquely Filipino because um, and not to get too into it but there are certain things happening in the Philippines right now that are that are painful to talk about and so we try to like weave it into the story. We try to be, we're very, we're very political without 
without like saying so you know kind of like saying it out of the side of our mouth um and we try to like uh we try to use the function that we use the genre of horror to express essentially daily trauma and that's what we do even from a even with a narrative podcast um so that people can come in for the narrative and essentially realize that this is not just a story of a of like a monster of the week supernatural like crime fighting it is the story of how horror and magic is an intrinsic part of the filipino experience um and that's something we wanted to share and also just um and just from a casual standpoint it's like we just wanted to have people of color and queer people because that's our experience that's my um i am surrounded by queer people of color that's just life for me and for other people to act like that's something out of the ordinary it's just them refusing to see that other people have lives beyond them so it's just it's it's amazing how fantasy and sci-fi are ways that you can kind of get into those stories um, and into those ex- personal experiences, but in a way where you welcome everybody because everybody can get into both those genres. I think you both said that so beautifully and thank you. You put it in so much better words than I could ever do. So I'm you know, a big horror fan myself and this is what I always try to explain to people about why I like horror or why I like genre in general. It's because we can have those bigger conversations behind um, the mask of of the genre and have it be a little weird. I mean, especially um, Norma Jean said to to speak up a little bit about cryptids, so I'm I'm jumping in here. <laughs> um, yes, cryptids is <laughs> cryptids is mostly mostly about grief, which is something that I feel like a lot of people have struggle um, talking about, and especially in this past year, we saw so many people um, dealing with grief. You know, not just the death of a loved one or someone close to them, but I mean, the loss of so many things in their life. And so I think something that was rewarding to see was people connecting to cryptids in that way and that, and our um, main character of, of Eve going through this grief journey, people could connect with her. And yes, there's lots of aliens and this crazy sci-fi stuff and spaceships and creatures in the wood and horror and what have you. But um, I love that, you know, even through all that craziness of the genre that you can connect to someone on an emotional human level and do it um, without kind of like spoon feeding them or making them, you know, face their fears a little too head on. Um, So thank you all for that wonderful um, discussion about the genre. Um, I saw a question in the chat that I'd love to ask um, from Starship Atlas. Uh, What was one thing about your podcast journey that you're the most proud of? Uh, Octavia, why don't we flip it back to you? Or Reg, actually, we haven't heard from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like our podcast really started as just like this fun little project. So just being able to get here is already like mind blowing to us. But also like one thing we're like one thing I'm like me and Matsya are really proud of is that somehow we've just really built this community around our podcast as well. Like we created like a discord um, for our listeners and it's just so nice to see all these people um, who start to, who went there, who entered this discord community as listeners, but then ended up 
bonding and sharing on other things as well. And it's really nice to see. It's just really heartwarming to see like our podcast can do that. Like they can they can form like this small little community and give a safe space for people to yeah give like this safe space for people as well so that's also like really really cool to see like we we really just thought we'd have like a bunch of listener like a bunch of listeners we didn't it, we didn't realize like we'd be forming like we'd be forming this space as this kind of space as well that's so cool. I'm going to have to ask later what the Discord is because I'm going to jump of in Of course. <laughs> Please do. Octavia, what's something that you've seen that's been rewarding from podcasting? Oh, did we lose her? Um, Masi, you want to jump in? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so I think Reg kind of touched on it as well. Like, definitely we love our community, but I think just starting um was yeah. an amazing experience just like just kind of getting it off the ground was wild oh I, yeah because there's just two um, of us this is yeah, a two, two person team yep and wow. some some of our friends have helped us a little bit over time which is great but it was definitely just a two-person thing and um i think one of the biggest points of surprise pride that we had was when I was like showing it to other people or like letting them listen to it. I was like, this is my new podcast that I'm posting. Check it out. What do you think? And people telling me it was genuinely scary and that they were scared of it. I was just like, it is. We're both surprised it to see your face. <laughs> I'm like, is it really scary? I didn't know. Like we were just, we were so, I, when I was writing it, I was like, well, I put in enough horror elements that it could be called a horror podcast, but I don't think it's that scary. And then people are like, it's so scary. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> so yeah. Funny. Yeah. Especially considering like we're, we're very indie. We don't like, we don't foley our own sound effects. Like we look for free, like royalty free sound effects on the internet and work with what we can. So me, like, like me as co-editor, that's all. Like it's also very re rewarding to hear. Like, oh, it was actually scary for you because it's obviously, like, scary. you can't. Yeah, because as the editor and creator, like, it's hard to distance yourself from like the small little flaws. Like, for example, like um, editing in like footstep sound effects. Like, all I can hear is, "Oh my god, it sounds so mechanical. It doesn't sound like a real ghost chasing this person." But you, apparently, like it's really creepy for some people and really scary and thrilling. The uh, stretching skin sound, I think, is still <laughs> haunting me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those sounds are! I, I loved, I love the sounds of the Rotney thing, but um, yeah, and I guess just overall, like we're we're so proud that we can still keep doing this, and um, it. We're we're we are the we're so indie that I'm I literally record my lines under a blanket, but I hear that that's kind of the the start the starting point for a lot of um, audio creators. So we we do our best and uh, we are amazed by the response and we're so grateful for it and definitely want to hear from Octavia. What have you been excited about? Oh no, did we lose her? I'm not sure. We can't uh, hear you, Octavia. No. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Uh oh. 
Hopefully. Um, well, I, yeah, we can't hopefully. hear you, but... If, okay. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Wait, yeah, come back in, and then uh, we'll ask you when you when you jump back in. Okay. Um, uh, Devin, you should yeah, answer maybe, as well in the meantime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, what what to add to you, to you both? I think along the lines of... Octavia mentioned earlier being a fan of old-time radio, and that was always something... Um, that I listened to when I was younger and, you know, it just felt weird about it. Um, audio wasn't really a thing. So it was like, you know, my private little weird geeky girl thing to do. Um, but it's <laughs> been so cool to see this growing medium. And I think the community around it that I found um, from just putting out the show, I mean, beyond, beyond connecting with listeners, I think connecting with people like you and connecting with other creators, I found it, extremely rewarding and I think um also in and we, we we talked about this a lot but um finding confidence in yourself um finding confidence in what you create other than you know fighting for someone to read your script or fighting for someone to uh watch your animation etc um you know having that control and having the power there and showing people what you're saying is actually important and people actually respond to it. I think that's been such a rewarding experience um, and a big lesson for sure. And you mentioned the radio thing. What was actually surprising was that our, our my, my older relatives and my parents getting into it, I was so surprised that they wanted to listen to my thing because I was like, oh, I didn't realize you'd be interested in it. But then I realized their generation was the one that was listening to audio right. drama normally like that was the biggest thing like radio dramas in the philippines especially was such a huge thing yes. when they were growing up so it's like they're they're connecting with me through that as well they're so excited for each episode and i've been i was shocked but this is like an old new thing it's just a revitalization yeah a it's revitalization. really it's really cool to think like like audio dramas like this it like it started out with a group of people around a radio to a bunch of people maybe in a car listening to the radio and now it's bringing people together in new and different ways like in a lot of ways it's the same genre but in a lot of other ways it's really evolved it's really really evolved as well like for like for example like Motsi mentioned it's been a bonding experience for us like across thousands of miles yeah so that's really that's a really cool aspect of the medium it's nice to, it's nice to think of that I think Octavia is back, and I think I heard her. Come on, are you there? Yes, she's back. She's better than ever. Um, yeah, and back. Yeah. Being Woo. able to listen to all of your answers, I think, was also so great because I was like, I, just, I agree. You can't hear me. But I <laughs> <laughs> silent, you. silent support. Mm -hmm. um, because you know, I think Devin uh, was just the most recent person to say it, but I was like, yes, exactly. When you're talking about sort of trusting in or just sort of feeling the affirmation of people responding to a thing that you're doing and being like yes like you know people do understand this or they do feel that it's important and you know in my case like my podcast is not reinventing any wheels um I don't think you know its takes are the hottest and freshest anyone's ever had but I do feel like I I feel so affirmed every time someone gets what 
we tried to do, you know, with an episode of the podcast when someone picks up on like a moment or a joke that I was like, this might just be for me only, you know? And someone's like, that was hilarious. I liked this one part in particular, even hearing people say things like, you know, I was listening to your podcast and I heard your voice, like your creative voice all through it, you know? It's like, that's such an Octavia thing um, to say or to express. And it's like, wow. Like for me, so much about writing is the almost cyclical experience of like coming to know myself and then sharing that knowledge of myself with other people and allowing myself to be known. And then, you know, just sort of repeating it over and over again. Um, because at my core, I'm just a lonely person, you know? And so, this, <laughs> and we're this here sense, for you. <laughs> thank you. You know, and so we like, can be lonely sort of, together. It sounds perfect. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> but you know, like this, this sort of beautiful thing of like, wow, like, there's, there are now more people in the world who understand just this tiny, you know, piece of my brain a little bit better. And so, you know, it makes the world feel like a slightly less lonesome place. I think that's been a really beautiful thing. And also, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a voice in the show as well. And so it's been really fun for me to be able to um, sort of use that part of my creative interest, creative energies as well, because this, this was something that came up far earlier. Um, I think maybe it sort of pinged in my brain when we were talking about the accessibility, but, you know, we were talking about that from the standpoint of people listening to the show and, and envisioning your characters. I think I also benefited from, you know, not being seen. Don't get me wrong. I think I'm adorable, but I don't think that it's like, thank you so much. But, um, (laughs) You know, like, I'm not about to take HBO Max or the CW by storm. You know what I mean? Like, if I want to act, I feel like this was a a great opportunity for me to just do that without being told, oh, we're actually looking for someone lighter skinned, taller, thinner, et cetera. Uh, Um, uh, You know? (laughs) Someone skinny, (laughs) for sure. mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, it was like, that's okay. I'll do it myself. So that's been really affirming for me as well to... To do it and then to also not um, have embarrassed myself. I told Lauren Shippen, who was, you know, the executive producer on the project, like, if you think that I can't do it, if you think that I'm doing a bad job, you can't hurt my feelings, like, we can cast someone else. And she was like, you can do it. You are doing it. You're doing a good job. And that was really valuable to me as well. That's fantastic. I mean, and I'll, that's I really great. To, um, yeah. be- before, I just wanted to add this um, as a point of pride, and um, which is is i think the proudest moment in all of the podcast of all time was when i searched the the term high night podcast and found uh we had fan fiction on ao3 stop yes. it i'm so we jealous had, Mark we had of pride that was wow. like the craziest i, I had yeah like a, a, a happy breakdown i was like calling reg i was just at, like it's three in the morning where she is and i'm like reg we have a fan fiction yeah and it's a good one too <laughs> and it's a good one too <laughs> wow that's, that was crazy I love that. oh my gosh yes yeah. find, find that's how you know you've made it so important <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Exactly. I really so. loved talking with you all. I, we're coming to a close, so I just wanted to ask one more quick question. Um, what are you working on now outside of your shows or what's coming up next or what's something you want to talk about? 
medical Where are you school. going? How do we get more of you? <laughs> I'm just going to oh, medical, no, medical school. school. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's working on. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I just wanted to plug. Um, obviously, we're still doing High Night. We're kind of, uh, we're still in the baby stages, but we are continuing. But one thing I do want to mention is that I am releasing a comic uh, called um, Aswang at Berdugo which means monsters and executioners and it is a very political but also very fantastical comic it's in pre-orders right now just digital but definitely want to like get that out there it's not a podcast um but we do like to we do love the many hats on all of our creatives here um so yeah other than that uh come listen to hi nai we are chugging along and hopefully you find yeah, it scary we're currently in the second act of our first season mm-hmm. it's scary it's scary <laughs> yay <laughs> yay always so great to hear yeah it's like wow we're scared we we scare we like wow really we're scary <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe it how about you Devin? what are you up to yeah, I think we lost Octavia, so I'll wait till she pops back in. But yeah. uh, she's here. Crip. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just want to, sh- yeah. <laughs> just want to share, like, a, like a, like I think there was just an earthquake. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like just right now, I was like, is the is the ground shaking? <laughs> it's done. Okay? It's done. We're okay. <laughs> it's the excitement of this episode. <laughs> just got the ground yeah. shaking. Yeah. <laughs> Octavia, what's um, what are you working on now? What do you want to plug? Oh my gosh! Um, you know, unfortunately, I can't plug anything. My life is a series of um, development projects, so there's nothing that I can officially talk about, NDA. and that sounds cool, but I promise you, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, you can listen to Life with Leo. Feel free to go stream my episodes of Disney Channel's Raven's Home and run me my residual checks. Um, but other than that, you know, (laughs) other than that, there's, um, there's nothing for me to plug. So I'll plug, um, things that I love. I love, uh, the look up podcast that's coming, that's airing from atypical artists right now. Um, my mother and father podcasts with Overcoats and Victoriosity. You listen to those. Um, and I can't wait to, you know, become the biggest fans of you guys' podcasts as well. You're going to find me in your Discord. Same to you, Octavia. <laughs> We're definitely going to be Same to you. listening yeah. and Devin yeah, as well for cryptids. Uh, definitely yeah. just, um, yeah, definitely follow our space to join the Discord community. We'd love to have you. Absolutely. And yeah, I'll Devin, there. Um, what are you working on as well? I want to, we want to know. Yeah, we want to yeah, know. Thank you. Tell us. <laughs> Well, Cryptids is, is over, but you can listen to all episodes right now on Podbean um, or wherever you get your podcasts, of course. Um, but we also, uh, the fellow producer of Cryptids and I, producer is actually, uh, just released a movie that you can see. Uh, it's on mm-hmm. VOD and DVD and Shudder. It's called A Nightmare Wakes. Um, so you can go ahead and check that out. And then also I started a new uh, chat podcast in the meantime, before I hopefully get another fiction podcast out there, uh, also on Podbean called Cadaver Dogs, we talk about horror movies. So go ahead and listen to that and never get tired of my voice, I'm sure. <laughs> never. Never. That's a great voice. 
Absolutely. You all have lovely voices. Never. Yes. We want you guys to keep talking, but the time has come. Um, and we're <laughs> a little bit over time. Before I read the outro, I do just want to say um, a couple of the things that you brought up in the conversation. We are also highlighting uh, within the remaining program for Storytelling Podcast Week. So we do have a panel on fandom tomorrow at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern. And Tavi, you were mentioning Wooden Overcoats. David K. Barnes, the creator of Wooden Overcoats, is doing an interview with Gabrielle Urbina from Wolf 359. Yeah. They're interviewing oh, each other. Another, yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. yeah. Oh, on Sunday at 4 p.m. Yeah, so we're really excited okay, about that. Yeah. We're just, we told them, you know, have have the live <laughs> interview each other. We thought about making bingo cards, but you know, we just, we didn't get around to it. Um, and then also Brigham snow from look up is on our audio drama rama panel here with reg as well. Um, on Sunday at 5 PM yeah. Eastern. So He's there's definitely favorite boy on the bright session. I have great taste. That's what I'm here. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> I, that's implied honestly, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to kind of tie those in because you know, the, the audio drama and fiction podcast creator community is such a fun, interesting one. And we're just so excited you guys are all here. And thank you all for, for joining us for this panel. Um, thank you everyone who's joined for this live stream. I'm going to read the outro now. Um, thanks for everyone joining. This was our live stream, Women at the Helm, Female Driven Sci-Fi with Devin Shepard from Cryptids, Octavia Bray from Life with Leo, and Moti Dapo and Reg Jelly from Hainai. If you join late or want to have another listen to these amazing podcasters or any of today's sessions, you can replay the program on the Storytelling Podcast Week channel. Storytelling Podcast Week is brought to you by Podbean. We're a podcast hosting and monetizing platform and home to over 500,000 podcasts. And as you're joining for this session, you can see we also offer the ability to live stream directly from the app to your audience with Podbean Live, where podcasts come to life. For everyone listening, you can also start your own live stream for free on Podbean. And to get your first 30 days of hosting for free, use our code STORY. Thank you again to all of our panelists, Devin Shepard from Cryptids and Wild Obscura, Octavia Bray from Life with Leo, and Mozi Dapple and Rich Gelly from Hainai. Thank you all for joining us for this session, Women at the Helm, female-driven sci-fi. It has been a true pleasure, and we're so happy to highlight and um, share the work that you all do.